This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this June 16th, I'm Haley Mannon. And I'm Nick Mattawa. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Fisherman confesses to killing missing men, all on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Rebecca Law will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. The, t- the current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 95 degrees. And now on to our top story. Montana's largest city has restarted its water plant after shutting it down amid record flooding that's caused widespread damage in Yellowstone National Park and surrounding communities. The city of Billings had asked residents to conserve water because it was down to a limited supply after shutting its treatment plant when the Yellowstone River hit record high levels. City officials said today the plant was back to full capacity, but the slug of flood water from rain and melting snow continued to move downstream. By tomorrow morning, it is expected to reach Miles City in eastern Montana. Local authorities said there was no immediate risk to the city of more than 8,000 people. Brazilian authorities say a fisherman confessed to killing a British journalist and an indigenous expert in Brazil's remote Amazon region and took police to a site where human remains were recovered. Authorities say that they expected to make more arrests soon in the case of freelance reporter Dom Phillips and Bruna Pereira of Brazil, who disappeared June 5th. But as of today, only two people have been arrested. A federal police investigator says the fisherman, who had been the prime suspect, confessed to using a firearm to kill Phillips and Pereira. As many victims of campus sexual assault see it, guidelines put in place to protect them at colleges have a long way to go to fulfill the promise of Title IX. A polarizing Trump-era policy means that students who report abuse face a a live hearing in which they could be cross-examined by a person of their uh, accuser's choosing. President Joe Biden is expected to announce new rules as soon as this month. Meanwhile, many students have opted out entirely, never reporting the abuse, or they've chosen to go an informal route, which the accused might be asked to not um, asked not to take classes with the accuser or to switch schools. Andrea Burlowski scored 123 into overtime, and the Colorado Avalanche opened the Stanley Cup final with a 4-3 victory over the two-time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning last night. Borowski's ended it after the Avalanche failed to score on a power play that began late in regulation when three-time champ Patrick Maroon put the puck over the glass. Borowski was the one of the only two Avalanche players who have won the cup. The game likely wouldn't have even reached overtime if not for big penalty kills by the Avalanche, who were 3-for-3 three three against Tampa Bay's potent power play. The final kill featured a crucial save by goaltender Darcy Kumper and a series of clears by Norris Trophy finalist defenseman Kale Maker. 
Severe weather has forced Abbott Nutrition to pause production at a Michigan baby formula factory that had just restarted. The company said late yesterday that pr- production for its Elacare specialty formula has stopped, but has enough supply to meet needs until more formula can be made. Abbott says it needs to assess damage and re-sanitize the factory after, after severe thunderstorms and heavy rains swept through southwestern Michigan Monday evening. The company didn't indicate how much damage the factory sustained. Abbott had restarted the Sturgis, Michigan factory on June 4th after it had been closed since February due to contamination. Coming up next, high court weighs delay in charging man and woman's attack. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 80 returns right after this. A recent study found that the average American spends 8.5 hours in front of television, cell phone, and computer screens a day. Let's say that the average American lives to be 75 years old. That would mean that the average American spends 26 and a half years in front of screens. That's over a third of someone's life. Imagine a world where you spent the first third of your life in front of a screen. Imagine your only source of satisfaction coming from the sense of closure you get from watching the resolution of some petty, fictional 30-minute argument time and time again. Imagine the stale laugh track from some inane sitcom mocking you recorded from a disembodied studio audience. But then imagine going outside for the first time in 26 terrible years of isolation and feeling actual sunlight on your face. Do yourself a favor. Go outside. Enjoy your life. This has been a special reminder from WMUL 88.1, The Cutting Edge. Freedom of speech means... Freedom of speech means... Freedom freedom to say, I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say, I'm Republican and I'm gay. As As long as as it's it's not not hurting hurting anyone. anyone, Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom to say it. I have the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone, too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Haley Mannon. And I'm Nick Madawa. West Virginia families with eligible children under the age of six will be receiving funding from the federal government for groceries. Children are eligible if they live in a household that receives Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program benefits, or SNAP. They must also live in a county where one or more schools have been closed or operated at reduced attendance due to COVID-19. Families will receive $22.44 per child for each month of the last school year. Families will receive payments for half the school year in July, with the other half coming in September. The benefits will be loaded onto existing pandemic electronic benefits transfer cards. The Ohio Supreme Court has heard the appeal of a man who says the state waited too long to charge him with attacking a woman 26 years ago.
At issue is the 2019 arrest of Ralph Bortree and the 1993 attack on 19-year-old woman who was abducted, raped, and left for dead. Though the statute of limitations for rape and kidnapping had expired, prosecutors say Bortree could still be charged with attempted aggravated murder. Bortree's attorneys argue that the state law doesn't specifically define a limit for attempting aggravated murder and therefore its statute of limitations expired. Officials say federal funding has been awarded to Kentucky to support protections for older adults and those with disabilities. Governor Andy Beshear said yesterday in a statement that Adult Protective Services in Kentucky will receive $2.1 million and the Office of the State Long-Term Care Ombudsman will take $238,000 from the administration for community living. The programs will use the funding to hire staff and recruit and train volunteers to conduct visits and investigate complaints. The funding will help the agencies develop resident and family councils and provide education and assistance on resident rights and prevention of abuse and neglect. Dozens of Republican candidates who sought Donald Trump's endorsement have spent months parroting the former president's baseless claims of the 2020 election fraud. But they've been quiet about any such concerns when declaring victory in their own primary elections this spring in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, and elsewhere. Such inconsistency has become a hallmark of so-called election deniers in Republican primary contests across key political battleground states. In Nevada on Tuesday, Republican Secretary of State candidate Jim Marchant was one of several election deniers who secured places on the November ballot without questioning the legitimacy of the results in their own races. The Cleveland Browns and football fans everywhere are waiting for the NFL to determine an appropriate penalty for star quarterback Deshaun Watson who was accused of sexual misconduct by 24 women. A person familiar with the league's investigation told the Associated Press a decision is expected before training camp. The person spoke to the AP on the condition of anonymity before the investigation is still ongoing. Once it concludes, former U.S. District Judge Sue Robinson will review the league's findings to decide whether Watson violated the personal conduct policy and whether to, dis- and whether to discipline him. Robinson was jointly appointed by the league and the NFL Players Association. Coming up next, Buffalo supermarket gunmen in court on hate crime counts. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com, 888-266-2921. You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. All I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build ratings. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Haley Manon. And I'm Nick Matawa. 
Chicago's police superintendent is recommending the firing of an officer accused of dragging a black woman from a car by her hair and kneeling on her back and neck during a period of protests and unrest following George Floyd's killing. Superintendent David Brown filed disciplinary charges this month against Officer David Lucas and recommended he be fired to the Chicago Police Board, which will decide the issue. Mia Wright was a passenger in a car that arrived at a Chicago mall on May 31, 2020, amid widespread looting after Floyd, a black man, was killed by a white Minneapolis police officer. A lawsuit Wright and four relatives filed alleges officers broke their car's window and pulled Wright from it by her hair. Markets worldwide are back to tumbling on Thursday as worries about a fragile economy roar back to the fore. The S&P 500 was 3.3% lower in afternoon trading, more than reversing its blip of a 1.5% rally from a day before. Analysts had warned of more big swings given deep uncertainties about whether the Federal Reserve and other central banks can tiptoe the narrow path of hiking interest rates enough to slow high inflation but not so much that they cause a recession. Wall Street fell with stocks across Europe after several central banks there followed up on the Fed's rate hike yesterday. The white man who shot 10 black people at a Buffalo supermarket first uh, made his first appearance in a federal court on hate crime charges. The judge today urged prosecutors to quickly decide whether to pursue the death penalty given the, quote, substantial, unquote, cost of those cases. In a brief proceeding, presiding magistrate Judge Kenneth Schroeder said that Payton Gidron was eligible to be represented by public defenders based on his financial situation. Answering a series of questions from the judge, Gidron said he had not worked in a year, had $16 in a bank account, had no car, and two shares of Disney stock. North Carolina District Attorney says she won't press charges against Raleigh police officers who killed a knife-wielding man after a wreck on Interstate 440. Wake County District Attorney Lauren Freeman decided their fatal shooting was justifiable. The decision frustrates the man's widow and activists who want officers to get more training and to de-escalate such cases. Daniel Turcos was shot on January 11th after wrecking the family car. He then refused to follow police commands as Spanish-speaking bystanders tried to calm him down. His widow, Rosa Jerez, said police didn't give her a chance to prevent the shooting. California's Supreme Court is allowing customers to sue Amazon.com for failing to warn buyers that some products it sells may contain hazardous substances such as mercury. The court yesterday refused to review a March appeals court ruling that said the online retail giant violated the state's prop- Proposition 65, Toxic Warnings Law. A lawsuit urged that Amazon allowed the sale of third-party skin lightening creams that contain dangerous and toxic levels of mercury. Amazon says safety is a top priority, and the products in question have long since been removed. Coming up next, anti-vaccine doctor sentenced to prison for Capitol Riot. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns, right after this. Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me, because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, but in fact, thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. 
the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall in North Carolina, about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl, broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL-FM Huntington. Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. SelfCheck gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. Check out your employment eligibility today at USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. SelfCheck is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Haley Mannon. And I'm Nick Matawa. The January 6th committee is plunging into Donald Trump's last-ditch effort to salvage the 2020 election by pressuring Vice President Mike Pence to reject the electoral count. Today's hearing is expected to focus on how Trump latched onto a strategy from conservative law professor John Eastman, days the uh, January 6th joint sessions of Congress to, ver- to certify Joe Biden's election victory. Testimony is expected from the vice president's counsel, uh, Greg Jacob, and a retired federal judge, Mitchell Latig, who called the plan, quote, incorrect at every turn, unquote. The committee chairman said the panel will ask for an interview with the Virginian Ginny Thomas, the conservative artist wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. The Senate has approved a sweeping expansion of health care and disability benefits for veterans of Iraq and Afghanistan in response to concerns about their exposure to toxic burn pits. Passage of the bill today caps years of advocacy work by veterans groups and others who liken burn pits to the Agent Orange herbicide that Vietnam-era veterans were exposed to. The House is expecting to approve Senate measure, sending it to President Joe Biden, who has said he'd sign comprehensive legislation immediately. The military routinely used open burn pits set ablaze with jet fuel to dispose of tires, batteries, and medical waste. Organizers behind two high-profile proposed laws in Michigan skipped the deadline to potentially appear on November's ballot and will instead look to get the initiatives approved by the Republican-controlled legislator. Organizers behind Let My Kids Learn and Secure My Vote will look to use a provision in the Michigan Constitution to get their proposed laws passed. Michiganders for Fair Lending's proposal to cap heyday loan rates was the loan out one of ten ballot committees attempting to change state law to submit signatures by June 1st. If the petition signatures are verified by the Bureau of Elections, the proposed law would first be sent to the legislator before the possibility of it appearing before voters. A California doctor who was a leading figure in the anti-vaccine movement has been sentenced to 60 days in prison for storming into the U.S. Capitol. U.S. District Judge Christopher Cooper in Washington, D.C. also today sentenced Dr. Simone Gold to 12 months supervised release and ordered her to pay a fine of $9,500. Gold said she deeply regrets entering uh, the Capitol during the riot on January 6, 2021. She pleaded guilty in March to a misdemeanor charge that carries a maximum sentence of one year in prison. Gold, a former emergency room physician, said she didn't intend to get involved in an event that was, quote, so destructive to our nation, unquote. Former Vice President Mike Pence won't be testifying at the January 6th committee hearing. But Pence will be in the spotlight today as the committee turns its focus 
to then-President Donald Trump's desperate attempts to persuade him to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Trump and his allies saw the day a joint session of Congress would convene to formalize President-elect Joe Biden's victory as their last opportunity to remain in power. But Pence rejected Trump's public and private pressure. Pence remained on the Capitol grounds throughout the rioting and returned to preside over the formal vote count. And coming up, Rebecca Law will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and updates on the Russia-Ukraine war. Stay with us. Welcome to Marshall University. We hope you enjoy your stay. But we know sometimes college students can get a little down. Introducing the cutting edge of all ailments, WMUL. Feeling homesick? No problem. WMUL will keep you company all day long, from our 6 a.m. morning shows until late night alternative. Tired of pinching pennies? Then WMUL is perfect for you. Marshall's very own radio station is 100% commercial free. We hope you enjoy our presentation, and don't forget to listen to 88.1 WMUL. You two must be proud of Johnny. Oh, we sure are. Yeah, he's a great kid. So he's got a job at the dealership, right? No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, right. The dealership, you know, he just started uh, there. Actually, it's been about six weeks. <laughs> Has it been that long? And he graduates next year, right? Oh, no, no. He's still... Yes, he does, Tom. Sure, Johnny graduates next year. I thought you were talking about... Who, Tom? Need to get closer to your family? So, Larry, let's talk about your kids. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently, it is a mostly sunny and extremely hot 97 degrees outside of the WMUL studios. Today, the high is 97 and the low is 74 degrees. We are still under a heat advisory until 8 p.m. this evening, with expected heat index values reaching up to 104. So remember to drink plenty of fluids, stay in air-conditioned rooms if possible, and check in on relatives and neighbors. Tomorrow, the high will be 90 and the low will be 61 degrees, setting us up for a much-needed cooler weekend. There will be scattered showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, which might contain strong, gusty winds up to 15 miles per hour. Tomorrow evening will host mostly clear skies and lower winds. Looking into the weekend, Saturday's high will be 75 and the low will be 51 degrees. We will have sunny, clear skies all day. Sunday's high will be 77 and the low will be 57 degrees. In the morning, there will be intervals of clouds and sunshine and the evening will be quite cloudy. Unfortunately, the following week is projected to be just as hot, if not hotter, than this week. So stay safe and stay hydrated. Today's weather word of the day is tropical depression, which is a tropical cyclone with sustained winds lower than 30 knots or 35 miles per hour. The main impacts from a tropical depression would be heavy rain, gusty winds, and a modest storm surge where they make landfall. Thanks to weather.com and weatherology.com for this information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a nasty 97 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm Rebecca Law. Thanks, Rebecca. Now on to Russia and Ukraine news. The head of the Russian Central Bank is warning that the country's economy faces pressure from abroad that could persist indefinitely, dampening hopes that conditions could return to the way they were before Russia sent troops into Ukraine. Elvera Nabulnini said today that, quote, external conditions have changed for a long time indeed, if not forever, unquote. 
She spoke at a session of the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum, an annual showpiece gathering aimed at investors. Russia was hit by a wide array of sanctions after the start of the Ukraine military operation. Two U.S. veterans from Alabama who were in Ukraine assisting in the war against Russia haven't been heard from in days and are missing. Members of the state's congressional delegation say relatives of 27-year-old Andy Tai Nahuen of Trinity and 39-year-old Alexander Druick of Tuscaloosa have been in contact with Capitol Hill offices seeking information about the men's whereabouts. The U.S. State Department says is looking into reports that Russian, Russian or Russian-backed separatists forces in Ukraine had captured at least two American citizens. If confirmed, they would be the first Americans fighting for Ukraine known to have been captured since the war began February 24th. NATO defense ministers are discussing ways to bolster forces and deterrence along the military alliance's eastern borders to dissuade Russia from planning against planning further aggression. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has led allies to rethink strategies and they now agree that NATO forces should be present in greater numbers on the eastern flank. They have already beefed up the deployment of troops and material and want to guarantee a long-term presence of forces. The NATO chief said today at pre-positioning equipment does help speed up any response to threats. The meeting of defense ministers comes ahead of June 29th and 30th NATO summit in Madrid that will set out a roadmap for alliance for years to come. The European Union's executive arm is preparing its recommendation on Ukraine's request to join the EU. The European Commission's endorsement of making the war-torn country a candidate for membership would only be a tentative step on a path that could take decades to complete. But it would send a strong symbol of solidarity with Ukraine and further test the EU's united front against Russia. Ukraine applied for the EU accession less than a week after Russia's invasion as the capital, Kyiv, faced the threat of capture and the Ukrainian government falling. The urgency of the war and the Ukraine's request for expedited consideration could upend the 27-nation bloc's go-slow approach to enlargement. Coming up next, Connecticut bus driver busted after snacking on THC gummies. Stay tuned. Are you tired of spinning that dial and hearing the same old Top 40 stuff being overplayed? Do you go to bed at night dreaming of a station that will play music you want to hear all the time? Whether you're driving in your car or chilling on the porch, leave your dial here at 88.1 WMUL, progressive music, and other stuff that you want to hear. Having a good time. This is your Weedmeister 2000 string trimmer, cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later, hitting your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool. Any lawn tool. And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric Association. My brothers, we gather here today for one true and all-holy purpose. The summoning of the great being. Give away your essence freely, brothers. Now, arise, arise. Yes, 
It's WMUL 88.1 FM. Greatest source of music, news, and sports the world has ever known. We are in debt to you. Don't think a penny buys much? Depends on how much you value safety. One way to check tire safety is by placing a penny upside down in the tread. If you can see the top of Lincoln's head, you need to replace your tires. We can help you travel more safely with a five-minute monthly tire check. To learn more, visit our website at www.nhtsa.gov. Tire safety. Everything rides on it. And finally today on News Center 88, an official with Pakistan's newly elected government is being called Chaded for asking citizens to drink less tea. The official is steeped in controversy over the proposal aimed at saving on imports amid an economic crisis. It wouldn't be such a tempest of teapots and the tea they contain weren't so popular. Pakistanis rich and poor drink it often, and the government pays $600 million a year to import tea. After the official suggested citizens cut back from three cups a day to one or two, many, pa many Pakistanis boiled over in anger, taking to social media to demand that he resign. A commercial bus driver in Connecticut is facing a sticky situation because of some THC-infused gummies. Jin Chen has been slapped with 38 counts of reckless endangerment after blacking out behind the wheel of his bus. He says he was eating fruit snacks, but instead he was munching on Smokey's Edibles cannabis-infused fruit chews. The distinction between the two became apparent when he stopped the bus along I-95 with his 38 passengers aboard and was found unconscious next to an open pack of the THC chews. Chen told a judge he had no idea he was snacking on anything but candy. The Walt Disney Company is delaying by more than three years the opening of a campus in Florida, to which 2,000 workers were being relocated from. Southern California to work in digital technology, finance, and product development. Despite being targeted in recent months by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislator, Disney officials said today that the delay has nothing to do with tensions with state officials. Instead, more time was needed to build the campus in the Orlando area, and the company wanted to give workers additional time to adjust to the transition. The new opening date for the Florida campus is in 2026. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to turn in Monday at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Nick Madawa, Rebecca Law, Sam Bowles, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Healy Manon, and your thought of the day is, a year from now, you may wish you had started today. Karen Lamb.